0: So here we are after a quiet week in football, for once, with not many goals, we're back with episode 9. Got to try and fill this episode out somehow, so without further ado, I'm Ross Evans, this is my co-host Dan Newton. Hello. And let's get straight into it. Right, Uh, Premier League, it's been a bit quiet this week, is not it? It
1: has, yeah, it's been a very quiet week for football in general, it's not really been a lot going on, but... uh... As always, we'll cover the games and the VAR problems, oh, which there are again, every week. two now. weeks
0: in a row, really big issues now.
1: <laughs> yep, we had a good run for a while, but yeah. uh,
0: it's back. Oh, like a problem child. <laughs> just come back <laughs> off probation. Yeah. Uh, right, well, first game we picked out was Man United-Chelsea. Yeah. What a... Dull game that was.
1: Yeah, it was very boring. One of the, the worst kind of no nils I've seen in a while. Yeah, It was it was definitely two teams that went, we're bad at defending, we just want a clean sheet.
0: Yeah, I mean, we both predicted 2-1, just you predicted to United, I predicted to Chelsea. Um, I mean, I guess you can say that the clean sheet was a positive for both teams.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, I think that's what both teams were aiming for. I don't think either of them really went out to win it, which uh, was a bit surprising. You know, I think I expected Chelsea to come out a bit more and United to hit them on the counter-attack, but neither team really did anything.
0: No, it was... it. There wasn't really anything of note. There was no real... I can't
1: really remember a save. A couple from maybe Mendy, but...
0: I remember F- Mendy he... making a great save towards the end against Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looks more confident than Kepper.
1: Yeah, certainly, and um, that's not really a surprise. You know, he should be more confident. He's yet to make the kind of mistakes Kepper yeah. did, or although he nearly did in the first half, where he yeah. uh, somehow nearly passed the ball into his own goal, but uh, got a little bit lucky with that one. But um, I think as long as he can keep going without actually, you know, giving a goal away, he, he should be all right.
0: Yeah. Do you think that for United? Um that's a bit of a worry that, first of all, the lineup you've got two big signings in Alex Tellers and Donny van der Beek, neither of which started.
1: Yeah, well, I think Tellers might have been injured, but the Donny van der Beek situation is bizarre, to say the least.
0: Yeah, it is it is a worry, considering that as a creative player, it might have been good to see him on the pitch, where in the game, United you know, did look like they were lacking a bit of creativity.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's bizarre because you know um, you know Oli after the game has spoken about how you know Van der Beek's gonna he's gonna come good when he you know gets more minutes and he gets more Premier League experience, but he's not playing him at all. You know he's yeah. he's not coming off the bench for twenty minutes here and there to build up that kind of fitness or you know just match experience, and it's it's just strange. You know they paid so much money for him, and you've got to kind of question. Did all he want him, you know, is this, you know, just the United board going out and buying a player for them rather yeah, than the manager. The
0: magic Woodward transfer policy. Yeah. Because in- wh- <laughs> inquire to everyone, sign no one.
1: Yeah. Well and the one time they do sign someone, the manager doesn't seem to want to play him. Yeah,
0: it's it's a weird situation for him, isn't He, he yeah. I mean he looks miserable on the United bench, he didn't he? Really he did,
1: you know, it he must be horrible stuck in Manchester in the pouring rain, not being allowed to play football. Um I don't mean he gets paid a lot of money to do it, but uh, that's yeah. all footballers, you know. I'm sure he is kind of maybe regretting going to United. S-
0: certainly, if it stays like this, I think he will be, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, would definitely, because I think a lot of teams would have wanted him. He's a good player. Yeah, and he looked like a very good signing for United. But if he doesn't get the game time, then surely he's going to look to move on.
0: Yeah, you you think so? But it's also speaking of creative difficulties. Chelsea's signings on certainly in the attacking sense you can say the defensive signings I mean Thiago Silva looks great.
1: Yeah, he looked he looked a lot better than what
0: they had. Um as we said Mendy's looking like a solid option in goal, but going forward Havertz yet to really show the best of him. Timo Werner's got a couple of goals, but again not looking super special
1: yeah he's not really hit the heights everyone kind of
0: expected him to and Ziyech was hard to pass Chelsea on at the moment because he's just come back from injury do um, you think Chelsea will see that come through a bit later I think so
1: yeah because they are all good players you know that just because they haven't done it for Chelsea yet they've all proven that they can do it in other leagues and yeah. I, I think it's just a case of Chelsea making so many signings that they're going to take a little time to gel and kind of develop that kind of chemistry as they play yeah, and um, I expect they will come good, but I mean, if they don't, then it's gonna have been a very yeah. expensive mistake bringing them all in.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of a team suffering from expensive mistakes, that's how Arsenal might be feeling after suffering a lack of creativity while they've got one of the top assistors. Not even in their Premier League squad, they lost one nil to Leicester. Yeah. What was your take on the game?
1: I mean. I thought Arsenal did alright in the first half but like you said they, they really are lacking you know, on Mesut Ozil to really yeah. just sort of unpick defences or give them that little extra 10% to win games and it is just a, a sad situation yeah. to have him not involved and I think Arsenal really did miss him Yeah, and you know, it was a good goal by Leicester to win it yeah. and uh, you know he's, I, I do worry about what's going on maybe behind the scenes of him because it, it seems odd like it's, it's yeah. obviously more than footballing reasons
0: yes uh, allegedly it's to do with his comment on the alleged situation in China uh, yeah. with the U- Uyghur Muslims um, we say allegedly because we can't ha- say it's happening 100% for sure yeah,
1: you've got to say allegedly it's, yeah. that's <laughs> what you have to say but um, yeah it, it's it's a weird situation to not involve someone because of speaking out against, allegedly, something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just bizarre. Like, he should be involved. They yeah. do need him. And he's, a, he's a quality player.
0: Yeah. Um, The Arteta out brigade has started up. It's <laughs> begun, yeah. Um, Do you think... A couple of comments we've seen on Twitter that Aubameyang is wasted out on the wing, Lacazette should be dropped, he's not in the greatest of form... That Arteta isn't actually playing maybe his best players for his best team in that system. Do you think they got a point, or do you think they just need to button it for a bit?
1: Um, I think they maybe do have a point.
0: You know, I, I read something that, um this
1: morning that Arteta's got less points than Emery did after the same amount of games. Which I mean, you know, if you know how the fixture list lines up. You know, that could just be a a fluke. Um, but I do think Arsenal are maybe underachieving slightly after they had a good start to the season. Yeah, and I think. I mean, I do like Arteta. Um, I think he's a very intelligent manager and he, he should come good, but I do think you kind of question some of his decisions and maybe some of his substitutions here and there and, you know, why isn't this player playing? You know, should Aubameyang be up front rather than on the left wing? You know, it's... I don't know. I, th- I think we're talking about Arsenal in kind of a transitional year. I'd yeah. like give Arteta a, a full first season. See where they are at the end of the year. Yeah. And if they've not improved and they're not consistent, then maybe you do have to yeah. look for another manager again.
0: Do you think this is another case with Arsenal, though? They've, they're have going th- since Wenger left. They've gone through managers a bit quick.
1: They have, yeah. Um, they've not really fell onto someone who's going to be able to lead them for as long as Wenger did. I mean, I think in modern football, they're never going to have another Wenger come in managing for 20-plus years. You know, that, That's yeah. not how football works now. But um, I think they do need to maybe go back to... Giving someone a bit more time and maybe yeah. look towards a longer project rather yeah. than come in and get into top four in a year or so.
0: Yeah, uh, but speaking about Leicester as well, did I think really well to come away with the win without some of their key players? Vardy just returning from injury, Madison maybe not quite fit after return from injury, nearly catching the uh, Arsenal keeper out and scoring for about 45 yards after he click came out of his goal to clear a ball. So. Leicester looked good, and I think Wesley Fofana, nineteen-year-old, looked solid. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think you got to, you do have to give credit to Leicester. Yeah, they played well, and
1: they scored a you know a classic counter-attacking goal. Yeah. to win the game, and Leicester, you know, I think by now we all know that they are a good side. Yeah, and they will be in that sort of top six, going for the top four, like a lot of other teams will. Yeah, and I think it's a very big win for them against Arsenal. Is, yeah, they will be competing for that kind of last top four spot. I think.
0: Yeah, last four certainly Europa League. You expect yeah, them To yeah. be up there, so taking points off the other player teams in that sort of top seven to eight. Yeah. is really important. It's always
1: isn't it? a, you know a huge
0: bonus. Yeah, um, I mean, it'd just be interesting to see where they go. As we said, the Premier League has been throwing up some really weird results, isn't it? Odd score lines, big score lines, shock wins, shock losses. So. I mean, anything could happen this season. It really is that sort of season, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
1: you want to get as many points on the board as possible because no one's really looked like putting a string of games together. Yeah. And I think whichever team is the first to do that will maybe, you know, go on to win it. It might be that kind of season where it mm. just takes one team to win, you know, three, four games in a row and then suddenly yeah. they're out in front of I everyone. Think,
0: I think it's the first Premier League season where a team hasn't gone unbeaten for more than six games. Yeah. Like, it's... It's really, it's been a weird season. Yeah, season so I far mean, and we're only what five, six games. in? Yeah,
1: well, some teams have only played four games. I think. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. odd off the pitch. It's strange on it. You know, and I, I think it's impossible to really predict. But um, I got to say, I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we've got to move on and speak of things we're not enjoying. <laughs> Can you guess what it is yet?
1: Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's three little letters again. Yep. V A R.
0: Ah, oh, right. A lot to unpack with these these boys, isn't there? These yeah. It, yeah. It VAR was
1: so frustrating because I think for a while it was okay, you know, yeah. we weren't really talking about it. It was doing its job. And in the last two weeks it's just it's gone mad again.
0: Yeah. Um we picked out some of the calls. And we gotta talk about first of all the penalty award to Sheffield United against Liverpool. Yeah. VAR awarding it. Now as a Liverpool fan. To me, that's outside the box. Yeah. How can you give a penalty if it is outside of the box?
1: It, it's so weird. I because I, I, I mean we're not referees. We don't know the, the you know the rule books off by heart. But it seems so strange to me that penalty decisions can be given for a player's foot being fractionally on the box or on the line. Sorry. Yeah. Of the penalty box, but when we have you know goals, they've got to be over the line. If a in has to be over the line. Yeah. So why for a penalty? Do you have to be on the line, and not even mostly on the line? Like his foot's barely touching the line.
0: Yeah, and this this goes back to the thing we were saying about uh, handballs and offside. If it's it can't be one way for one and a different way for the other. If, like, I say, if the ball has to be entirely over the line for a throw-in, a corner, or a goal, yeah, then it must be true of awarding the penalty. Yeah, like, there's no point. Yeah, he, having the rule there in the first exactly. place.
1: Exactly, it just—it's such a strange rule, and I feel like it's a bit of an oversight. Yeah, and, I mean, we talk about you know it was just on the line, so maybe that's the right decision. But was yeah. it even a foul? You know, you could argue Fabinho won the ball. I know he followed through a little bit, but yeah, is it a clear foul? I'm um, not sure.
0: Was he in control of the follow through as opposed to being if he's out of control in the follow through, then have to agree that is a foul. That's in the rules if they're out yeah. of control, it's a foul. But how do you deem out of control? Because from what I saw, I didn't think I he, he was, was in out of control. I thought he was. I thought he knew what he was do- doing.
1: Personally, for me, and I'm I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I I, I
0: was annoyed by that decision. Yeah.
1: Because that one, I think it's barely a foul. If it is a foul at all, I think it, I don't like the rule that they have to be on the line rather than over it. And, yeah. I, and I think I heard that the VAR didn't even check that it was a foul. They just checked if it was on the line. From something <sighs> I heard and. You know we hear so much stuff about what's going on behind the scenes of VAR it's ha- hard to know what's true and what's not but if that's the case that's it's just stupid
0: yeah it's uh, and speaking of that gets given as a penalty then the man United chelsea game Harry Maguire hitting us pullqua with a Wwe style DDT yeah didn't get given it, it was ridiculous they didn't even check
1: it apparently or, or if they did they, they they barely had a look at it but for me that's a clear
0: penalty. He's got him in the headlock.
1: Yeah, he's he's about a choke slam. He's him, not just know?
0: got a hand on his shoulder and has Pilar has gone down easily. Yeah. That's a UFC move. I mean he's
1: he's not in Greece anymore, but it's, <laughs> he's just taking him down in the penalty. He's had flashbacks. Box. Yeah, like that, like that is the one thing when VAR was first introduced, everyone was like this is gonna be great for in the penalty box when a player is getting pulled down and you know, there's so much stuff going on the ref can't spot it. Yeah. Well you can spot it, but you've not given the decision. Yeah. It's clearly a penalty. Like, take a look at it and everyone will watch and go, That's a penalty. Chelsea should have had it. And then Man United go down the other end, Rashford gets tackled, his foot barely gets tapped by Thiago Silva, and they spend five minutes looking to see if that's a penalty. <sighs> and if we looked at that and went, No, that's not a penalty. Like, it's
0: clearly not a penalty. You, yeah. So Clear as day, you look at the, the free throws from each, you can tell which one's a penalty and which one's not. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Mental. This, VAR yeah. is shambolic at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: it's so frustrating to watch because I was always a big, you know, VAR in, you know, let, let's do it, let's get the right decisions. But even yeah. now, I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered with it. Yeah. It's I, so annoying.
0: And to top it all off, VAR controversy number three in the Arsenal versus Leicester game. Is that a controversial? Cho- choice for VAR or do you think they got it right for so once for that one
1: I think they did get it right but the linesman had his flag up anyway so I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even giving that to VAR you know yeah. VAR are 2-0 down this week for me you know the linesman gave that decision I think it was correct yeah. I think it was just kind of stupid from the Arsenal players to be stood offside you yeah
0: know? like clearly obstructing the keeper
1: yeah exactly like they're just stood in his way they're either in his eye line or blocking out his path to the uh, to the ball maybe he doesn't get there anyway but that is an offside and the linesman saw it and it was just a ridiculous week for VAR
0: yeah was VAR I think VAR had a look at the Dinier red card as well I think it probably did yeah and uh, I mean was it a red card for you
1: for me it was I think I know there's been lots of questions about intent you know was it a tangle of legs but if you watch it you know he goes to kick I think it was Kyle Walker-Peters I think it was he goes to kick him once he gets away from him and he runs after him and kicks him again. Like, best case scenario, that's two yellow cards and he gets sent off anyway. Yeah. So, for me, I, I think he is a red. It, it's dangerous. And I yeah. mean, you could be out for a couple of months if with an yeah. injury like that on your Achilles, you know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if VAR looked at it, at least they upheld what it yeah. believed to be a correct decision. I mean, if, if they'd
1: overturned that, it's just ridiculous. If they,
0: yeah, I mean, it's clearly a foul you would expect under the guise of clear and obvious error, they wouldn't need to get involved because there's nothing clear and obviously yeah. wrong about that decision. Um,
1: Although, if, if you uh, were to ask Carlo Ancelotti, I'm sure he would disagree.
0: Oh, uh, yes, we, we should talk about Ancelotti and his little... Uh,
1: <laughs> little mind games.
0: Mind games or shithousery or moaning, whatever you want to call it. Um, Ancelotti came out and said that the Red Cards may be caused by increased pressure on the Everton players after all the chat from the Merseyside derby. Um, obviously, referring to the Pickford challenge on Van Dijk that's yeah. injured him, and some considerable noise from the Liverpool fans, some of which were well founded, some of which, even as a Liverpool fan, bit cringy. Yeah. Um, do you think he's got a point, or do you think he's just upset that he's lost?
1: Um, I think he needs to look at his players and, you know, why are they putting in stupid tackles like that? You know, you know they got away with one with Pickford, but don't forget Richarlison rightfully also got sent off in that game. Yeah, and you know they've had another stupid challenge against Southampton. Do they maybe have an attitude problem, or are, maybe it's a tactical thing? Maybe they're going out to make fouls to break down the play, and which is something we do board. see a lot. You do, yeah. You know, Man City are you know notorious for it. Yeah, but Man City walk the line in a very frustratingly well way. you know yeah. they they know where the line is and they don't often cross it. But I think Everton are crossing it. They are injuring players and they are getting red cards for it. And I think Ancelotti needs to look a bit closer to home yeah. and see why his players are making these tackles rather than, you know, trying to deflect the blame onto Liverpool. Because yeah. I, I think most people would agree that all the red cards they've had were correct decisions and they probably should have had another one for Pickford.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, it's hard to disagree with that and but Ancelotti obviously I think as an opposing manager when there's that much heat over a challenge and we have to admit Van Dijk has a couple of dodgy challenges that we've seen first the one that springs to mind is against Napoli in the Champions League last year doesn't yeah. look good does it that challenge No, I, I, he got I mean, away with it
1: yeah and the thing is I don't think it's not a case of oh well Van Dijk got away with it so we should get away with it it's mm. no you, you should both be punished like yeah, if someone makes a foul that's a red card it's a red card you know yeah it's, it's as simple as that it's not oh well he got away of one two months ago so now we should get away with one yeah no the rules should be enforced the best possible way they can and if someone makes a mistake and gets a decision wrong then that's just unfortunate you know
0: yeah it's it, uh, var is causing so much so many issues and that obviously leads to things like managers to have getting irritated with each other yeah. maybe causing the mind games or creates the drama that leads to that. Yeah. Um do you think that VAR next season because obviously they can't just pull it in the middle of the season.
1: No, they never do that anyway.
0: Do you do you think we could see it removed next season um, or do you think they'll stick with it?
1: I, I think we're, we're too far in to be honest. I think it's you know it's so widespread across all the European leagues and yeah. it's going to be at the you know the European Championships, the World Cup, you know, I think I think it is just a part of football now. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I don't see a lot of other countries having so many complaints like we do here in England. Mm. So um, I think maybe, again, we just need to look abroad, see what they're doing and just copy them instead of trying to do it our own way because the Premier League thinks they can do it better than anyone else. Yeah. Like you're clearly not doing it better than anyone else. Copy them. They're doing it fine.
0: Do you think that we should maybe introduce. I think it might be the Australian league, or we'll certainly see it in rugby, um, where you can always hear what the ref is saying to the yeah. um, official officials who control the technology. Um, do you think we should see that football, so fans can hear what the ref and VAR are saying to each other? Yeah, because that would really reveal it, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I've always liked that. I know that they do it in cricket a lot of the time as well for um, you know um, decisions about um, you know ap- appeals and things. Yeah. You know? And you can always hear the thought process and see, yeah, okay, I understand that decision. And I think, you know, stuff's a little more cut and dry in cricket. Yeah. um, Yeah, I think more kind of explanation and allowing us to understand what's going on at VAR and with the referees is never a bad thing. You know, that can only help us and it can only help everyone involved, I think.
0: Yeah, and make a lot more sense. And hopefully it will lead to us not having to talk about VAR.
1: yeah, because at the end Hopefully of the day, start
0: with next week.
1: Yeah, no one wants to be talking about VAR. VAR shouldn't be a talking point. It, you know, it should just be making sure we get the right decisions, so we can actually talk about the football. As, you know,
0: yeah, as a, as a tool of referees, I think the sign of a good referee is not not to be talked about. Yeah, because everyone, no one sits on podcasts or after the game going, oh well, I thought the referee had an exceptional game. <laughs> it's When a referee and VR do their job well, you're not talked about. Yeah, exactly. If we're talking about you, you made a mistake.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a problem with how it's being implemented. Yeah. Like, so no one wants to talk about referees. No. Unless you're a referee. Unless you're Mike Dean. Yeah. And you want everyone to talk about you. Like, just, we want to talk about the footballers. We want to talk about the football. Yeah. And that's it.
0: So please give us the opportunity to do that so we don't have to keep focusing on you. Speaking again of things we don't want to talk about, box office <laughs> football. <Yeah. sighs> right, we said our bit on it last week.
1: Yeah, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was announced yeah. that they were doing these £15 pay-per-view games. We don't like it, we think it's way overpriced. and Considering how
0: much you pay for TV packages now anyway. And yeah, how exactly. Much, considering football is spread out across multiple TV packages you wanted to watch every game you're paying quite a lot of money
1: yeah and then if you live local to a Premier League club and you've got a season ticket already you've got to put all these payments on top of that yeah it gets ridiculously expensive but there might be a little bit of good news
0: yes so according to some sources sky and bt aren't too happy with the quite low um Subscriptions or buys to their box office games. Mm. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and we've actually seen some great things come out of it. Um, Liverpool supporters, instead of giving £15 to Sky for a game, they've been donating that to food banks. Um, obviously, that comes, I think, as part of Rashford's um, drive of yeah, feeding... Yeah, to
1: f- feed uh, school children during the half-term. Yeah. Free school meals and all that, which is fantastic, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, how anyone can look at that, how could they, how anyone with the ability to vote on it could have voted against it, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but...
1: Do you have to question when the government are voting against feeding starving children? Yeah, uh, What's quite going in on the there? In
0: the country they're meant to look after, but... Yeah, maybe
1: that—that's for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe maybe not our place to go into that, but we'll make our feelings known. Yeah, I, feel, I think everyone knows how we
1: probably feel. about it Very
0: that. subtly. Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: but um, yeah, but no stuff like that. I to put in it in footballing terms,
0: um, they've come bottom of the table. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll be relegated. To zero points. <laughs> But no, like, um, as we were saying, you know, some of the good stuff to come out of this has been, you know, Liverpool fans donating, you know, to food banks. I think Newcastle fans did something similar, and I, yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of good that's come out of it, which yeah. was definitely not the intention of, you know, Sky and BT. Yeah. But um, if, like you say, if they are gonna, you know, cancel these pay per views, I think it's good. Yeah. What might be better if they lowered the price? Uh, maybe I don't know.
0: For them, I think lowering the price still puts money in their pockets and yeah. personally I think it's money they don't deserve
1: it's money they don't need that, it's money, know, they certainly lot, money that,
0: yeah they don't need um, put the games on just free if they're already paying you 24, 25 if not more a month depending on their package just give them the game
1: yeah or just let someone like BBC or you know ITV come in and have like, one game a week you know like what's with, that, what's that yeah. how's that gonna
0: hurt? With yeah. that, with with all due respect, unless you're a fan of those clubs, you're not gonna tune in at five o'clock on a Saturday night and pay fifteen quid to watch Burnley versus West Brom. Yeah. Well they're
1: normally like a late kickoff as well. Yeah. They're normally kicking off at like eight
0: PM. Like No like, eight PM I've got a lot of better things to be watching or doing. It's I don't wanna pay a fifteen quid to watch unless it's a big game. Yeah. Where yeah of course you want to do you want to pay it to watch the game it's a big game you know Man manchester what? united versus liverpool man manchester city versus man united liverpool versus man city arsenal chelsea chelsea liverpool all those big traditional top six games everyone still gets excited for yeah I'll, yeah i'll pay for that i'll chip in with a group of people to pay for that not that we can have enough people so to, to cover that equal, equally yeah. at the moment with the uh, whole global situation but uh yeah just
1: just give people the games yeah I, I think it is just greed in, in the strangest of times um, yeah where you know we're seeing so much good of people not being greedy yeah it's very disheartening to see um, football be kind of ransomed off to people like this yeah but you know like I said if they do cancel it I think that is a good thing even if they just lower the price that's better
0: for yeah the- you know, Still not ideal, but yeah. I guess I could People will probably stomach buying. Yeah,
1: it was like it was like a fiver. I can yeah. understand that. It's like renting a movie. You know, yeah. same kind of price. But um, yeah, it's just it's just been a bit of, bit of a shambles. It's not really. Yeah. Again, it's not what we want to be talking about.
0: But um, again, it's another one of those cases. You don't want to be talking about Sky or BT. Yeah. If if you're doing a good job, we don't talk about you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just show us the games get some pundits in that know what they're talking about.
0: And yeah. That's it. You know, that's, that's all we ask. Yeah. But to keep it simple, don't extort the fans. They've yeah. not been put through enough already. Um clubs are suffering financially and you are profit. I'm sure they get a cut of the TV money. They must do. Yeah, they have to. surely they do. So it can benefit their club that way. But cannot hold fans to ransom to cover that. No. And like, that's what you're doing.
1: Yes, yeah, it's really ridiculous.
0: Well, now we've got the negative stuff out of the way. You, <laughs> let's try and look forward to this week of football. Um Champions League. Yeah. Um week game week 2.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, often now, Yeah. Sort of nearly every week, which is yeah, fantastic for us to watch more more football.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, at least we don't have to pay for this unless you <laughs> don't have BT, in which case you do. Yeah, <laughs> but we won't say any more on that. No. Um, got obviously all the English teams are involved. Um, starting off with Manchester City versus Marseille.
1: Yeah, and um, Man City obviously got off to a you know a decent start, winning their opening game. Um, I, think, I know they even actually went one 0 down, but uh, they won it comfortably in the end. And um I think, you know, if they get two wins out of two, put them in a very strong position.
0: Yeah. We did say there would be some tricky fixtures in their group for them. You still expect them to go through, but I think a strong first two wins puts them in a good position. Yeah, it it
1: takes a lot of the pressure off and um I, I expect they probably will beat Marseille. Yeah. Um and, you know, like I said, I think they will top the group. But um yeah, you know, two out of two would be fantastic, put them in a really strong position. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, we saw a lot of shocks last week, you know, Shakhtar Donetsk beating Real Madrid, for example. Yeah. And it kind of goes to show that maybe the Champions League, there's going to be a lot more upsets and a lot more teams kind of, you know, giving away points that maybe they shouldn't do. Um, so maybe Ma- uh, Marseille could beat Man City, but um, personally, I, d- I don't see a shock for this one.
0: Yeah, and then the other game on Tuesday is Liverpool at home to Mitchell oh, well, and, you'd expect Liverpool to blow them away, really, wouldn't you? You'd expect
1: so. Yeah, um, Liverpool had a very good win against Ajax. You know, did yeah. what they had to to get the win, and uh, you'd expect them to maybe show off a little bit more um, against our lesser side.
0: Yeah, and they got home advantage, and Liverpool we know him. It's a fort. Anfield's a fortress.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very different, you know, prospect going to Anfield and trying to beat him.
0: Yeah, I mean, this team a couple of seasons ago, uh, Mitchell did give United Manchester United a few problems. Um, I think they might have beat them, but I don't think we're gonna yeah, see nah. a giant killing here, are we?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'd be I'd be very shocked if if they got even a you know a draw out of it. Yeah, and, um, I mean, if they do, it would be you know a fantastic story. But um, no,
0: nah, th- I think we'd all back Liverpool yeah. here. I think the only potential risk to Liverpool not winning the game. Is going to be a case of it's a busy fixtured list for Liverpool, and they still, I will, they still don't have the deepest squad for quality. So, if we see a rotated side, players that maybe aren't playing as much, Keary, Minamino, mm-hmm. um, for example, you know, we may Simicass at left back, um, maybe that might give Mitchelland a chance because, as good as those players are if they're not playing regularly they can have some rust to shake off
1: yeah that's always the risk with you know doing these huge rotations that we we see you know yeah. off, often in the league cup for example which you know liverpool got knocked out of Ast- by aston villa um last season and uh, you know if they do rotate the full 11 play a lot of the youth players there's always a potential for a shock yeah um but even then i think as long as they you know they don't play a full 11 of you know 17 18 year olds I think they they should win it even yeah. if
0: they do rotate. You'd expect to see probably an experienced lineup with one or two young players. Yeah. in Yeah, you
1: expect you know your Milners will get a run out. You know yeah. Curtis Jones, that that kind of yeah uh, you know, squad players.
0: Um, and then we move on to Wednesday's games. So Chelsea are playing Krasnodar, Russian team. Again, you kind of expect Chelsea to do it, yeah. although they haven't been. As we said against United, they didn't look great.
1: Yeah, drew their first game against Sevilla. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's two clean sheets in a row for them. Um, yeah. You'd hope that maybe they kind of build on that. Now they've got those clean sheets in the bag. Maybe be a bit more attacking against Krasnodar. And um, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Uh, they should win.
0: Yeah. Ex- <laughs> it was quite simple. Yeah, they should win. They that should game. win. But again, it's kind of one of those games where. It wouldn't be a total shock if they didn't, yeah. just because they look a bit blunt in attack at the moment. I think depends how Krasnodar line up. Yeah, I,
1: um, I mean, if they looked to you know frustrate Chelsea, then um, they they really could give them a, a rough nine and I don't expect it would be like a blowout or anything, but I could see you know a two 0 to Chelsea, something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, and then the final game for the English teams, United playing Red Bull Leipzig. United taking a well-earned victory against PSG but maybe a bit of a shock that they took that how do you think they're going to get on against Leipzig why well, is
1: it's a really big game for them and I think if if they were to win against Leipzig that would put them in an incredibly strong position in, in what is a very competitive group yeah um so like I said I think they got a really great win against PSG and played well in that win as well like they tactically they got it perfect and um I actually expect it'll be the same kind of game you know, I think they'll be able to hit Leipzig on the counter attack. Yeah, and um, you know, Rashford's picked up a, a bit of form, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. they should do well. And um, like I said, if they if they do get the win, I think they're in a really strong position, and maybe doing better in the Champions League than we expected them to. Yeah, certainly doing better in the Champions League than they are in the Premier League. Yeah, which is a, a bit of a shock. But um, yeah, you know, I you know, I think it's going to be an exciting game. Leipzig did so well last season. Yeah. But um it's a real opportunity for, you know, one of PSG, Man United and Leipzig to not make out of the groups. Yeah. So I think you've got to get points on the board as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean it's certainly those that group's probably gonna be the most interesting watch because the teams aren't well you've got two of the biggest teams in world football. Certainly PSG the biggest team in France, Manchester United financially are the biggest club in the world. The brand is known everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then Red Bull Leipzig, a top team in Germany, and then mm-hmm. for one of them not even make it out of the groups, it's gonna it's certainly gonna be a yeah. You'd expect yeah, whoever watch, doesn't it?
1: Um, get out of that group to go far in the Europa League at the very least. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, I think if Leipzig do win that game, that puts Leipzig in an incredible position. Yeah. yeah. Likewise, if United win it, that puts them in a great position. I think. PSG might get a little bit worried if yeah. if um, one of those teams gets too far out ahead.
0: Yeah, I would be a bit concerned if I was them. I mean, they're away to Istanbul Sek here. Yeah, for the other team in the group, you'd expect them to win that, wouldn't you? You you would, yeah. Um, but you would, gotta say, if they lost that game, then already they're they're looking like they're in trouble, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Oh, if they if they lost their opening two, then you'd be really concerned about PSG.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if that's any suggestion we put towards Champions League, it's keep an eye on Group H. Yeah, that, that's the exciting one. Right, Come towards the end of the show, and as always, we've picked out a couple of Premier League games. Again, there's no real standout fixtures. Yeah. Uh, but we have picked out a couple. Obviously, Sunday's big game of Man United versus Arsenal. Probably the only real... Ex- Big that, yeah. headline game.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that was a huge game a couple of years ago. But um, yeah. yeah, that's the only one this week in kind of like the top six.
0: Yeah, I've I've had some seen some classic scorelines in, uh, and yeah. involving those two. I m- remember the eight-two thrashing that Man United handed out to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic.
1: Yeah, they uh, live long in the memory for good and bad reasons.
0: Yeah. Which team you support? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Arsenal fans ever got over that one?
1: <laughs> no. Well, I think maybe. Th- Tottenham beating uh, United by six goals um, maybe helped a little bit but yeah. maybe because it was Tottenham it didn't help that much yeah it's like oh United have
0: lost 6-1 no oh, it's Tottenham brilliant <laughs> yeah <laughs> but on Saturday we picked out Liverpool-West Ham obviously we know Liverpool were the champions of Premier, you know, yeah, Premier League champions at the moment of the champions, of the league. Champions, of, champions of England um, and we kind of know what to expect from them but what, who've actually turned out to be a, a surprise package over the last couple of weeks after Taking a point from Man City's West Ham.
1: Yeah, um, had a poor start to the season, but like you said, last couple of games they really shown up and proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. And it's um, been quite good to watch, actually. Yeah. I think Antonio has hit an incredible run of form, which he often does. He's Incredible kind of goal of the weekend, wasn't oh, it? No, it was a Fantastic finish. Fantastic. Yeah. Great technique. But like I said, he's one of those players that will go on a hot streak for 10, 15 games and then maybe fall out of form, but. When he's on it, he is a top, top striker. Yeah. Um, And I think he'll definitely fancy Liverpool looking at their back line with Neil yeah. Van Dijk. You know, he'll, I reckon he'll back himself against Gomez and Fabinho, assuming, assuming he plays there. Yeah. And it could be a tricky one for Liverpool. Yeah. But I think they should still get over the line. Um, yeah. I reckon it could be, a you know, a 2-0 to Liverpool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Disagree. I think Liverpool will win. Alisson being back in the starting lineup is is a, a big help. Yeah. Um. I think if they were coming up against Adrian, I think it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um. Adrian is about as dangerous to Liverpool as the top strikers are in the league. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I would. Having said that, West Ham are scoring against the big teams, and they're getting some impressive score lines. Um, I'm gonna. I think I've got to call this as two one. Yeah. Liverpool's defense is just a little bit rocky. Um, if West Ham are hitting fast on the break, we saw how Liverpool, even with Van Dijk against Villa, Liverpool really struggle with that. If the wingers get in behind the fullbacks when they push up the field, that's trouble. Yeah, um, um, I definitely like. I yeah. could
1: see a lot goals for West Ham. I just think this might be you know one game too many for them. I think yeah. you know the amount of effort they've had to have put in against Spurs and against Man City. Yeah, I think, while they're in great form, I think if Liverpool get a goal early, they might just kill the game off.
0: But even if they do come away with a loss, in the last three games, they've got to, considering the posi- who they're facing and the positions yeah. they found themselves in, um, you know, to come up against three of the traditional top six, Yeah, um, back-to-back-to-back, be 3-0 down against one of them, to then bring it back to 3-3, and then to
1: you get a good point one, against one. Man City. You know it's, you know, it is a good result, even yeah. if they lose this game. You know, two points out of those three games it's two points they wouldn't have been expected yeah. to get.
0: And people want to two points out of nine games is crap, but then look at the opponents. Obviously, just look at yeah. who they're playing.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, West Ham won. not have looked at these games. and gone. We want to get a point here. You know, yeah.
0: anything from these games is a bonus. Three from three from nine against those teams, you'd be happy with two. Two from nine, considering the positions you were in. I think you gotta be happy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. They've um, certainly looked a better team since David Moyes disappeared and kept it going when he came back, albeit intermittently. But yeah, uh, but do
1: I you don't... think he played football manager? Uh, he must have. You know, <laughs> what do footballers do when they're, when they're not working? <laughs> play a football game, surely. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: why he's learned his tactics. Ah, what's Pep playing on Football Manager this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, on to Sunday's game: Man United versus Arsenal. As we said, big game. Yeah. Had a two, lot of great fixes in yeah, the past. Two sides who aren't at their the peak of their powers have been sort of just sort of purring I'd say yeah, purring a lot. They, yeah, they've not really hit the heights you would expect of them. No, not um, not those two I mean, what do you what's the heights you expect from Arsenal? Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> um Man United you'd expect them to be Top four every season,
1: yeah. With, 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 with what they've got off the pitch, you, you'd expect that,
0: yeah. Um, and even when I mean, they have had top four last season, obviously, some Champions League, but yeah. it wasn't convincing, was it?
1: No, they, they really sort of brought it back towards the end, and yeah, a bit fortuitous to do with you know, Leicester falling off, yeah. Um, but I've got to say, I, I will back United, which, um. I think I've done the last three games, than them we've predicted. And you yeah. know, I'm not a huge United fan at all, but um, I, I will back them against Arsenal. Again, I think when United are in these games against the top six, they play better because Oli likes to play on the counter attack, yeah. and that suits them against Arsenal more than it does, you know, against a you know a Burnley, you know, for example. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, I think they'll get a good result. I I reckon two um, one to Man United. I still think their defense is shaky and I think if someone does go out and attack them and doesn't just play for a clean sheet like Chelsea did there yeah. are goals there and you have in Arsenal's team you'd never bet against him you know if he gets a chance he'll put it away
0: I think if United can keep Aubameyang under wraps and they're in for a win I don't see much of a goal threat coming from anywhere else in that Arsenal team Yeah um you know just you know they were all over Leicester for periods of that game, particularly in the first half, and apart from a disallowed goal, didn't really make anything look happen. I mean, I mean the disallowed goal was from a corner as yeah. well. Yeah. Leicester are well were well drilled defensively, meaning they did put ten men behind the ball. So Yeah.
1: And I I mean Leicester are hard to break down. Yeah. Like I said, they're very well organised.
0: But you'd expect the top teams to be able to find a way to get through that, um, it's what you expect of City, it's what you expect of Liverpool, United at the peak of their powers could do it, mm-hmm. um, and I think without the goal threat of Aubameyang, if they keep that under wraps, I don't see Arsenal scoring, you, Arsenal get away with how shaky their back line is. Yeah, could, could I mean, just, they, have, they have improved. They point. have improved. I think the signing of Gabriel has been incredible, but we all know that David Luiz can have shockers of a game. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that Arsenal perform 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 as well against the top six. Yeah. So I'm having said that, I think we're going to go for a 2-0 to United. Um, yeah, okay. I think United are just going to hit them on the counter, as you said. Yeah. United want his counter attack. Arsenal will w- fancy themselves for points, so won't sit back, yeah. and that will favour a front three of whoever United play: uh, Rashford, Martial, Dan James, or Rashford, Martial, Greenwood. Yeah, maybe Cavani comes in, or maybe off the bench or something. You know, I yeah. think they've got a good forward line,
1: and like I said, you know, when United go up against the top six and they can play on the counter attack, they are very dangerous. You yeah. know, whatever you think of Oli as a manager, he's good at playing on the counter-attack with those players.
0: Yeah, He the system sometimes works, but when it does work, it works really well. Yeah, definitely. It just depends who he comes up against, and I think Arsenal may fall into that trap. I agree. Well, there it is, one of the quieter weeks of football. It turned out we still had a fair bit to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, it, maybe we should be thanking VAR for being yeah. so terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, are, keep being terrible, keep giving us things to rant about, to provide some content... Um, here we are at the end of the show thank you so much for listening if you are on Twitter please do follow us on Twitter the handle will be in the description of this podcast Mm -hmm. until then we'll catch you next week